Hello and welcome back, Disruptors, to the 87th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon, and we have Ashley Downing with us as well. Hey, everybody. All right, you guys, we have another amazing episode for you today. Ashley, what are we going to be talking about? Oh my gosh, so many things. So first, we are going to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell, whom was uh, a I'm not sure. I'm sure a lot of people are following the Jeffrey Epstein case. Um, so that was his girlfriend, and she has been implicated in the crimes with him. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And the Catholic Church was recently giving given a huge sum of money from the federal government. So we're going to talk about that. And then Trump pardoning all these people. Uh, Roger Stone being the most recent. So we're going to talk um, about that. We're going to start off with that Ghislaine Maxwell topic here. And we have a couple of resources, uh, just so you know, and are 100% sure that we are not talking out of our own asses, but out of the asses of other people. And we're kind of a microphone. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about Ghislaine. Uh, we're going to start off with this claim, how uh, Ghislaine has come out and uh, this former pal of hers, uh, as we see here from the New York Post, and I'll give you a little rundown. This was posted the 7th. Uh, just a few days ago, uh, about a week ago from uh, today. So um, like I was saying, uh, if we go down here, we see um, that her former pal um, disclosed to the Daily Mail how um, she basically knows all everything that went down with Epstein. She has tapes of the things that um, went down with um, with Epstein and all the uh, rich and powerful people that went to the island, inter uh, interacted with them, um, and like, of course, abused those young girls that um, mm -hmm. they're really famous for, right? So yeah. I, I want to read off these uh, part of these quotes that this friend here for you uh, said, and it's really crazy. So let's go ahead and start. Ghislaine, uh, quote unquote, Ghislaine has always been uh, a, as cunning as they come. She wasn't going to be with Epstein all those years and not have some insurance. Then the secret stash of sex tapes, I believe, Ghislaine has squirreled away and uh, could end up being her get out of jail card if the authorities are willing to trade. She has copies of everything Epstein had. They could implicate some twisted movers and shakers, aka the rich and powerful. If Ghislaine goes down, she's going to take the whole damn lot of them with her. The source continued, not only did Epstein like to capture himself with underage girls on camera, he wanted to make sure he had something to hold over the rich and powerful men who took advantage of his sick large eyes. And then she goes on to say, I'll bet anything that once it comes out that Ghislaine has those tapes, those men will be quaking in their Italian leather boots, end quote. So uh, really, uh, really damning uh, allegations that, that she says that she has over these people. And we know that he liked to keep evidence around because we know mm -hmm. that they at least did that. Like we were mentioning before this podcast even began or the show began. Uh, we know that uh, they have video evidence of not only did uh, Epstein keep pictures of all the girls that he um, brought to the, over to his house or whatever to get those massages or whatnot, but he also, uh, we there's that really damning photo of Prince Andrew uh, with Ghislaine Maxwell in the background and um, one of the girls that I've seen had uh, and Ghislaine Maxwell had procured for Maxwell to 
uh, later have sex a few minutes after that photo was taken. Taken, yeah. So uh, it's very, very unfortunate. And now she's that that woman. I forget her last name. It's something with a G, but her first name is Virginia, something like that. Um, and she is suing them now uh, for that, you know. And then that photo, I'm sure, has is going to do a lot of damage because um, it, it's very damning, you know. Like he said that that doesn't even exist. Prince Andrew said that photo doesn't even exist, and we've all seen it so oh that was yeah. pretty crazy it's really interesting to me um that Ghislaine has been so quiet throughout the, the the entire you know first when Epstein was arrested originally everything was just kind of quiet and stuff and granted we can't say that you know this is really these are really words that she told her friend but that's that's what this article says you know uh, yeah. So, well, what, regardless of the point why she has them, she does have them, at least we think so. So um, hopefully she does use them. But I think if she does, that's a great, great fucking reason for rich ass people, powerful ass people like the Clintons. I saw some meme of like uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton standing outside of uh, Ghislaine's uh, door at the hospital or whatever. Um, and they had like, those like uh glasses with a mustache and like the fake nose and shit like just a, a, a random like uh, disguise they have disguises on so like they can just go in and fucking kill or whatever like that's what it was getting at basically like oh, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't see that. yeah basically so i mean uh the point being that there's i'm sure there's enough rich and powerful people out there that could be indicated that we know bill clinton's there we know they've interacted with trump's we know Democrats or Republicans alike, all rich and powerful people across the world. His attorneys. And we know even fucking Harry, uh, Henry Weinstein, like you were talking about earlier. So, mm -hmm. yep. Uh, yeah. Class act uh, in the top 1% there. So let's go on and uh, discuss this next our, our resource that we have here for you. Um, and this is once again going on uh, with that Gillian Maxwell topic. Uh, this was just updated, uh, published earlier today. Um, when the judge has now denied the bail uh, for Gillian Maxwell, uh, her, her lawyers had proposed to um, for them to let her uh, be released on a $5 million bond. Uh, but the prosecutors said that they wanted her detained without bail because uh, she said that they said that she's an extreme flight risk. And the judge agrees with that as well. Uh, and I agree also, um, in my own opinion, based on like what we know about the case, She's an extreme flight risk, you know? She was caught uh, of course. in New Hampshire, right? She was caught in New Hampshire. She had bought uh, a million dollar house in cash. She had used uh, a fake name to purchase the house. Uh, it was something like an ambiguous, something like that you couldn't tell it was her. Um, she had wrapped her phone allegedly in tinfoil so they couldn't even track her or whatnot. Ex-boyfriend was uh, assassinated in prison and jail so um she's kind of talking a big game saying she's gonna you know use these tapes against all of these powerful people yeah absolutely um if she actually has them you know these are only allegations or allegations exactly or whatever right to daily mail to, to some like shit talking and news outlet whatever right um i think she has them i think that there there has to be some kind of evidence out there yeah it's all speculation but i mean if I could guess too, I would say yes, only because of like how I mentioned earlier, like they have done it in the past. They do have it. I mean, it's a track record. I'm sure 
Mm-hmm. Are these fucking weirdos? It doesn't end when the girl leaves the room, but uh, when they have pictures and videos and shit like that too, I'm sure yeah. uh, sickos like kind of like pass it on themselves and stuff. And those like pedo rings between the rich and wealthy, like they definitely exist. And I'm sure she definitely took her. Or if anything, just for her to cover her own ass in the long run, you know, she knew the kind of person that Jeffrey Epstein was. I mean, yeah, uh, just that alone, like that's an extreme play risk. And of course, like everything that she knows. Uh, she could be killed too, like. Well, and everything with what we know about Jeffrey Epstein, he was literally incarcerated and leaving the jail and leaving the state, you know, going to his island. So who's to say that, you know, yeah. she's not be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it was just really important to kind of note uh, about that, that, uh, with the Gillian Maxwell case that they were, she was denied the bond. Uh, she's not going to be released. She's going to remain there. And rightly so, uh, because just because of how big of a case this is, how many people are involved, I think they made the right call here. You? Yeah. We'll see how long she lasts though. <laughs> Hopefully long enough uh, to extract enough information, you know? Okay. So uh, let's see here. So Let's pull up the next resource and the next topic that we're going to talk about here, which is the topic of the Roman Catholic Church, uh, at least in the United States, receiving upwards of $3.5 billion. We know for sure that they at least got $1.4 billion uh, in taxpayer-funded PVP loans, um, but it was possibly $3.5 billion total throughout the entire uh, pandemic. Crazy. You know, and that's, that's with them paying zero in taxes, you know, like this is where the lobbying comes in. This is where um, all of like uh, Trump's uh, like right hand woman, like that crazy ass bitch that says like all that, like uh, God will save you type shit to him and like all this crazy stuff. Like that's where all these, this like evangelical, like all these favors start to kick in with this type of shit. Like, you know, like they should have never gotten this money. Why? Because they don't, they simply don't contribute. They don't pay tax. Like, yeah. They don't and it's not me hating them. Like, I don't hate Catholics. My family is multi-Catholic. I grew up Catholic. Ashley, I know that's true for you as well. Yes. Like, this is, this is wrong. This is just simply wrong. Like, you know, like there, we, there was already a movement to, ch- uh, to get uh, churches to pay taxes and for them not to even like not even pay a part of that uh still not pay taxes and get that much money fuck you like come on like while everybody else is struggling barely making it and in the church that has billions and billions of dollars have you guys been to fucking vatican city well and isn't that they want to say that nonprofits and stuff are the um are supposed to be you know what's funding social welfare programs not the government well, why are nonprofits helping the Catholic Church? That's not that's not somewhat something that the federal government should be doing. Absolutely, I thought this was interesting to to mention as well. So, like part of those uh, part of the money that we gave to them. So, part of the three point five billion or one point four billion, whatever figure you want to use, whatever makes you feel better, you know. Um, <laughs> um, for this, they are using hundreds of million dollars of those funds to go to the dioceses that have paid massive settlements to, uh, or sought bankruptcy protection due to the sexual abuse claims, as according to the Associated Press. You know, so like we are literally paying 
for the church's abuses, sexual abuses of these children from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, or whatever these time frame was, that these abuses went on, you know? Like we're literally paying for the, like those abuses to go on and the, the hiding and all the, the fucked up shit that they do and why the, the Catholic church is like on the decline for membership rates. Like it, it makes no sense. Like how is this fucking fair at all? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can see it from one angle because there are a lot of people who are employed by the church so I do, you know, um, feel for them and for their families not being able to provide and whatnot. But that's where, that is ge genuinely where nonprofits and such should come into, into play, not the federal government. Absolutely. And like, look, this is just what I was telling uh, you guys, uh, or you just a minute ago, right? So like many parishes exceeded the 500 person cap that the federal government placed, right? There was a 500 person cap on this. But an organized lobbying effort from the Catholic Church led to the Trump administration exempting religious groups from that particular rule. And God we trust, guys. Yeah. And I wonder, how, if, I wonder if any other um, denominations received funds of this, of this amount. An extensive, an extensive use of this loophole, which the AP termed a special and unprecedented exemption, resulted in Catholic dioceses, parishes, and schools being approved for at least 3,500 forgivable loans. Mm. Damn, like that's, that's so crazy. And then according to AP analysis of the data, roughly $200 million was sent to approximately 40 dioceses that have shelled out massive sums to sex abuse victims in recent years. Like, that's, that's fucking wild, bro. Yeah, right? Wow. Maybe if you guys wouldn't have to keep paying out your victims, you would have more money. Like, that's just wrong. Like, I, I just, I, I can't get over it. Like, this is just so common sense to me, you know? But like, even though this might seem like common sense to you and I, um, and maybe you guys that are listening or watching this show as well, there are many people around us that don't think the same way, you know? They would think that we're crazy listening to us, you know? Like that, oh, there are, there are thousands and thousands of people working for the church. Like, what, do, what happens to them? Do they get thrown away? Like, or they like, use some scapegoats like that or using it like, you know? But like, you have to be objective with these things, you know? Like, be factual, yeah. be objective. The facts are that the Catholic Church doesn't pay anything in taxes, so they should not be bailed out <laughs> by, the, by the American taxpayer. Fair, yeah, exactly. That's just fair, you know? And I'm surprised more conservatives aren't on board with this because, you know, like... I am so surprised about that, so surprised. But you know what? It also, it also really shows their true um, colors in regards to race and um, this inferiority complex because when it comes to immigration, when it comes to having illegal immigrants in our country, they want to be the first people to say that, oh, well, they're not paying taxes, when to, a lot of them actually are. Um, but yet you're, you're, they're completely okay with and actually lobbying for 
the Catholic Church getting, which the same thing, pays absolutely nothing in taxes, but they want it to be funded by taxpayer money. Crazy, right? And it just didn't go, it didn't go to just churches. It went to private schools. Like, come on, like, where does it end, man? Private schools, places that don't take taxes, nonprofit organizations. What do these all have in common? No taxes. They don't contribute to our system. And yet we're bailing them out. Okay, but I think that's enough on that. Um, let's go on and continue to our next resource, a topic that has happened here in the next week that we've kind of like been ixnay on the talking A, uh, and that is the, the commutation of the sentence of longtime Trump advisor, Roger Stone. And I'm sure you guys have all heard about this one. Um, so she was apparently sentenced, Roger Stone was. He was sentenced to three years and four months in federal prison for being found guilty on seven felony charges brought by special prosecutor or special counsel Robert Mueller during the uh, amid the uh, Russian collusion investigation, you know, uh, that investigation that went on for two years. So he went to jail because he had lied under oath to Congress um, a few times, and he had also um, tried to uh, intimidate a witness. I think. Yeah, the witness and uh, threaten them. Uh, before they could say anything about the Trump administration's um, like uh, collusion or whatever with the Russian government. But what, so like, let's just break it down and explain like why this is so wrong, right? So like, number one, this is not new for Trump, right? Like Trump has used his pardons in the past uh, for other controversial pardons, right? He uh, pardoned Jar Peo, um, that one like sheriff from like, Nevada or whatever or Arizona, Arizona. Mm -hmm. yeah or Arizona that like literally had concentration camps for his fucking prisoners like and he went to jail for that uh Dinesh D'Souza uh conservative speaker uh always had been in the news uh from Fox News about like how he had been wrongfully convicted by the Obama administration uh Trump used his executive privileges and executive powers to pardon uh to to get him out of jail uh, and now he's been uh, out and spreading the conservative message ever since his release. Uh, I'm sure he is very uh, pleased with his results there, at least Trump is. Um, and then with Roger Stone, uh, the most recent case that he has used his pardon powers. And yeah, he's done like no time. <laughs> exactly, you know, uh, and he, he actually didn't even let him get to jail, right? Like, so yeah. this is a total like, like, I got you, bro. Like, this is a favor, but like, you know, like, the president shouldn't be saying, I got you, bro, to like your literal homie, you know, like your, your little friend, like, it looks sketchy, like you're the president of the United States, like you can't, like, yes. you just can't be doing that, like you can't be breaking the rules for your buddies, like that's fucked up. Um, is there anything else that I kind of miss about this that is like fucked up about like how? No, I mean, well, I just want to mention so that we don't, you know, come across, by, you know, super biased or one-sided here. It's definitely normal for presidents to do a lot of pardoning at the end of their terms. Mm -hmm. It's extremely normal. So it's not like, you know, a big deal necessarily that he's pardoning all these people. The people whom he's choosing to pardon is just kind of what's um, a bit strange. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I also wanted to mention this that I, I really wanted to highlight this because this comes despite Attorney General Bill Barr and his yes. saying that Stone's prosecution was quote unquote righteous, aka right, and that his sentence was fair, you know? So like the president 
Trump's own attorney general that is supposed to be unbiased, like he's supposed to be like his friend, right? Like supporting him and like trying to get him out of jail. He has come out and said that um, what they ruled against Roger Stone was right, was fair. Like he should actually be in jail. So for Trump to even go against the attorney, the sitting attorney general and kind of, uh, and pardon him, that that's a big, this is a big, big fucking red flag for the constitutional rights people. And all those conservatives, all those like hardcore constitutionalists that are always talking shit. I, all I hear crickets right now from them when it comes to this. <laughs> um, well, and especially because William Barr has uh, agreed with Trump on a lot of things, a lot of things. The Mueller investigation was one of them. He thought that it was a complete witch hunt. Um, so it, it's surprising that he said that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, that just goes to show us what kind of president we have. And then no matter what, like that just goes to show like literally like it, despite Joe Biden literally being uh, Trump, but with a D in front of his name <laughs> um, and maybe looking a little different. That is why Joe Biden is winning just because of how it's not a testament to how good Trump is or anything like that. It's just like how shit how absolute shit Trump is. Um, and I think more and more Americans are waking up to it. You know, I think Bar like BLM kind of was the catalyst for that and kept the like progressive movement going in that way, at least with Joe Biden. I mean, if there's anything there at all, uh, but at least I guess the American people have a good intention with that, um, even though I'm sure they're not aware that of what they're actually voting for, which is literally uh, Trump 3.0, you know? So uh, maybe with a little more polishedness, uh, you know? So let's go ahead and wrap up here. Thanks again, guys, for watching and tuning in. Uh, this was an, a really interesting episode for us to do. Uh, we are recording like every week for the time being now. Ashley is in the middle of a move. Uh, so we are kind of slowing down on the recordings and, and stuff. So guys, uh, please forgive us for that. Uh, but we're going to resume our daily uh, recordings uh, very soon, as soon as we're kind of like through this little uh, phase where uh, we're going through. So uh, yeah, so by the end of the month, we should be back to normal, I would think more or less. Uh, but yeah, so uh, if you haven't done so already, definitely go ahead and follow us on our social media pages. Ashley, where can they follow us? All right, guys, so you can find us on all the podcast platforms, Anchor, um, while I'm blanking, Apple, Podcast, Spotify, then on social media, we're on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on YouTube, and Facebook, of course, and then we have a website on WordPress. Absolutely. And if you guys haven't uh, already done so, uh, please make your voice heard, uh, whether it's at the protests writing, calling representatives, doing something to make the changes uh, that our country is trying to do right now as a society collectively, uh, at least uh, some of us, you know, uh, for the, the greater good. So uh, let's leave it at that. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. See you later, Disruptors. Bye, guys. <laughs>